You are listening to the She Salt Podcast. I am your host, Kathy Lighton, and my co-host are Shanaa Sony and Leah Fox. We are three women in our 50s, all with stories to tell and vast perspectives. We are everything from lifelong yogis, Reiki master, NASA scientist, helicopter pilot, life coaches, and plant medicine enthusiasts. This podcast's goal is to add feminine flavor to every subject under the sun, from sexuality to out-of-body experiences. We have you covered. Follow and listen along. everyone and welcome to another episode of She Salt. Um, today's episode is different um, but very interesting. I've titled this one the Deconstructed Deconstruction of the Human. And the reason for that is the world we live in today, every day with our advanced technology and um, we emerge ourselves into the internet and you know um, all the visuals that we have with the, the artificial intelligence that these kids are putting over their eyes and entering this, these different realms of reality, we kind of lose a lot of our humanness. And, and every day I feel we're losing a little more and more of that. And then we get into the technology of today with how we can prolong our human body um, with the, the advances of the medical field. And, you know, you, you have to ask yourself at what point is this evolution of the human or at what point is this replacing of the human and the human experience. So I think this subject may have multiple podcasts because there's so many different um, avenues of this that we can explore. We can explore the the actual human physicalness of this and how we're changing our bodies with with implants and injections and um, you know uh, artificial hearts, artificial organs. You know all sorts of things that we're doing to the human body. That's one one avenue to go down. Um, another one is the altered reality that we're creating through video games and um, you know the the head the eye sets. I forget what they're called that you wear right now that alter your perception and put you into a space of of a true sensory experience of a altered reality. That's an avenue we could go down. Um, and then there's the spirit aspect of this that we could explore where the more we are starting to grow into another reality that we're creating, the, the more we are becoming disconnected from the from a God source, from a creator source, because we're starting to think of the human as something that man has created and not anything more than what we are, right? We're, we're losing contact. We're losing touch with the fact that there, there, is a, there is a creator that we have all throughout the evolution of our, our species have tried to connect to. Um, and we're losing that. And in doing that, we're losing the, the inner guidance, the soul self, the intuition. Uh, we're losing that because we feel it's not needed. Um, we're, we're in this artificial reality where, you know, we created as, as 
as technology advances and we really don't feel we need all of those um, lesser instincts as some would consider them, but I consider them the most important. Um, staying connected to what's got us to this point, I think is going to be a necessity even as we evolve with this. So like I said, it's very complex, um, but I think there needs to be a sense of awareness that is had with this subject, um, especially if you have young children and you're allowing them to be completely submerged into this altered reality and you don't let them go outside and explore this earth and, and the complexities that nature has to offer it. Um, I think we really need to wake up and we really need to, there's a way we can merge these two worlds in a way that is very beneficial for everyone involved without losing complete contact with our humanness and our godliness. So I know that's a big introduction, um, but that's what this podcast is about today. And I've got the perfect person with me to talk about it today. Shanaz, I know you got a lot to say about this subject, but first, welcome again. And I hope everything is well. But considering everything I just said, do you relate to everything I just said? Yes, 100%. So hi, everyone. And thank you, Kathy, for this a very good topic, by the way, because it's a very close topic to my heart because I'm still raising boys and my youngest is uh, only 11 and he's completely stick to either the phone or some sort of game or something. Right. And he's very, very much in it. And, you know, it's funny because the conversation that I have with my son is always like, uh, can you please get in touch with your human self? Because I always remind him. And then I actually have created some exercise for him to do outside in the yard that is fun for him. So it kind of stimulates him enough where he's still going to do it with me. And we kind of go clockwise direction, you know, like outside, right in the central sun. And I actually give him all these different um, affirmations and things like that, because, you know, like my children are my, uh, you know, like my guinea pig, right? For everything yeah. I want to teach. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of hilarious. So I think what you just said is really like, that is actually 100% where we are headed because like especially the question that you're asking that whether we are going into towards evolution of human being or are we going towards deconstruction of human beings right which is the title and it's a very very good question that everybody needs to ask because at the end of the day we know that being a human requires responsibility and one of the key one is to be in touch with your power that you have within yourself and that power does not come uh, from being stuck to the cell phone or being stuck to the virtual reality headset right. or being stuck to the watching TV all day long or even being stuck to uh, enclosed in a building where you work, where computers are all around you with the 5G technology bombarding you with the electromagnetic field. Right, right. And, and, and there's just something that there's a disconnection that's truly happening. And it's been happening, I would say, over the past you know, 100 years more, um, and then the past 50 years, and then the past 30 years, it's just accelerated. Um, but we we don't, as a, as a majority, we don't spend time outside like we used to. It's like you said, we're, we're, we like to be inside. And those of us that are making an effort to go outside, we really need to make more of an effort to go out without our attachments, without our phones, without those things, because those are, you know, some people think, well, I've just, I'm just playing my music. Well, you're still disconnected. You're not wholly there if you're not listening to the birds. I mean, there, our, our, our earth has, 
it has so many sensory um, things to offer us to feel the ground beneath your feet. You know, you know, take your shoes off every now and then. Stand on the ground, feel the vibration, feel the earth underneath you. Let it come up. There's the, that sense. There's the smells of being in a forest or around water or at the ocean. You know, there's um, the feel of the coolness of a stream. There's, you know, the visuals, uh, all of it. The, the wind on your skin. You know, there's. This is the connection that um, yes. that we don't even have put a priority on as a whole anymore, which is sad. But we're going to sit in a room that's temperature controlled, and we're going to put on, you know, a visual headset that's going to put you into some, anim- you know, automate animated reality, some sort of altered universe. And then you're going to have headphones on, and and you're and they're getting it now to where you can feel like vibrations in the video games and stuff, and scares me that stuff scares me i mean it really really does why why are we being so pulled away from from our nature so i like to answer that question so i think the main reason we escape our reality like our true reality that we should be embracing uh, open-handed is because we have been what's the word you know that's the narrative that has been broadcasted all over the world through brainwashing, through media, through whatever we see outside. And everybody's following that narrative that takes us away from our human self, right? So I think the key thing is that we should, uh, once we understand the internal song that we have within us that vibrates with the earth frequency of 7.83 megahertz, it's kind of a dance that gets played and it makes you makes it a very magical experience. But you have to give yourself a permission to first experience that. And once you start doing that, you're going to start realizing that, my God, you can make your life as exciting as the video game you play every day. Yeah. Well, that even was, more. <laughs> yeah. Even yeah. more. I mean, yeah. that that world, although I, I, I know a lot of people are very connected to that world and they're gaming and all of that, and they take it very seriously. And I'm not poking at it or making fun of it or any of that sort of thing, but that, that world has this much appeal to me, zero. I don't get it. I don't, uh, to me, that is just soul sucking. And I mean that, to me, that would suck my soul. It, would, it feels like it devours the, the God element of my soul because that's, that's just, I can't, I just can't go there. But you know, the thing that, that I originally wanted to title this, the domestication, the further domestication of the human. And the reason I thought of that title was because I was having a conversation with a therapist and um, my, this person I know is a therapist for other people. And, and he was discussing with me one of his patients and, and he was like, well, she's very, she's, she's, still very much from an indigenous um, culture. And this particular culture hasn't been um, domesticated yet as much as we have, right? They're still very attached to their original teachings and their spiritual teachings. They're still very much um, the the na- nature, God, the God element, you know, um, the wind, the sun, you know, everything has a God element to them still in this culture. So she's still very in tune with those teachings. And we, he was talking about how that's affecting her therapy because she sometimes thinks that she hears God communicating with her. And, he, and his point with that was that some people would think she's 
something's wrong with her, that she's crazy or that she's a little schizophrenic. And I said, wait a minute. I said, she may be actually more in touch than we are because she's still very connected to that place in her humanness and in her culture where they can hear it, where they can actually hear it and listen to it. Whereas today, us, we got to try really hard. We have to meditate. We have to have breathing exercises. We have to disconnect from all these things. Right. And so I have to say that I am actually always listening in the conversation. We can say whether it's coming from God, whether it's coming from primal source of light, whatever our beliefs are, right? That the higher power that's at work that choreographs everything for us, right? Right. So that actually, to me, I can relate to that, that I'm constantly in that communication, which is the reason I'm able to play so many different roles. And I am doing all of these different roles, partly because I'm in touch with that. And the recipe for being in touch with that is very simple, is to basically give yourself an opportunity to listen in, right? Because if you have constantly like AirPod in your ear, constantly music that you're listening in, you're not ever giving an opportunity for any other channel of message to come through you. I mean, how right. are you going to tap into it? Right. So that is, the, that is the key thing for you to do is just open the door, give yourself a little time every day and it keep expanding on it. Well, the thing that really bothered me or, or interested me in that conversation I was having was that it was mentioned that something might be wrong with her. And I was like, no, you know, I no. mean, no, absolutely not. She's probably more in tune than than the average person is. She's probably more mentally healthy in some aspects than the average human is. You know, I mean, I I get these nagging like ideas that come into my head that keep repeating. And and if and if I am in tune enough to listen, I, I find out that those nagging intuition or feelings, I discover something that I was meant to discover. Yes. And 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 I started thinking about that the other day, and I'm trying to be much more mindful when those pop into my head, and to as soon as I get that that voice or that nag or that that push to check it out then rather than ignoring it, pushing it away, or not being in tune enough to really hear it. Because if you start to pay more attention to the thoughts that go through your mind, it's really incredible what what your mind thinks and where it goes. And the, the less I am distracted, the more I tune into that, that, that bandwidth, that frequency. You know, it's it's like it's a radio wave. It's there, but are is your dial tuned in to it, or are you so distracted with all of these things? And we have to ask ourselves sometimes too: Why in the world today is it so important to whoever that we are so distracted? There's a reason we're so distracted, y'all. There's a there's a reason. There's a there's a control that is happening and I think it's much more powerful to be human than to be artificial. I mean, look at the word artificial. Right. That's why artificial intelligence, right? So, and you know, like a lot of time people always, I have to bring this up because I understand the distinction between human and artificial intelligence very well, being a software engineer myself, is that there is a very, there's a very important distinction between the two is that the human being has a consciousness, which is pretty much the biggest platform for us to 
operate on that makes it very much um, not deterministic system, but indeterministic system, which is the difference between artificial intelligence because they are creation of human. So therefore they are deterministic, which means that they are not, um, that is where the distinction comes between human and AI. Right. But I like to make a point about this whole thing that you're saying, right? Like when you're thinking, basically, it's almost like I think of thought as an electric field that is you are giving an electric charge in the quantum world. And when you are feeling, you are giving a magnetic charge in the quantum world. And it's funny because we are thinking and we're broadcasting and yeah. that is occurring all at the same time. So therefore, if you become a little bit more responsible for where you want to go in your thought process, then you can tune into all the goodness that's there in the Akashic field. Speaking of that, yeah. So a little story, and and I found it quite incredible. And 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 I really um, enjoy these sorts of experiences. So um, a few weeks back, my ex-husband's father passed away, um, and he had lost his mother about a month before that. So he lost both his parents about you know within a month of each other, maybe two months. And we don't talk, you know, we don't, we don't talk very often, but, um, but after his dad passed away, his dad and I really didn't get along that well, (laughs) but after his dad passed away, I just sat down real for a second and I said, peace be with you. And I thought that was important to do for some reason. And I didn't know why, um, but I like to end things, you know, like I want to end, no, I don't want any karma between me and this person. (laughs) Peace be with you. Um, and I, I did, I let it go. And, and I even said a prayer for his, his children and all that sort of stuff. So right after that, I started getting this nagging in my mind to go open my Bible. Now, keep in mind, I've had my Bible for this particular Bible for 30 years, and I've referred back to it several times to, to research or <clears throat> something like that. So it's not like it's not something I go to. It's not a book I open on a regular, rarely, honestly, but many times over 30 years, right? So I've, I got the message and I kept getting it. And I kept ignoring. And I kept pushing it back. And then finally, you know, I was in my office here and I said, I'm just going to see why I keep thinking about picking up this book. And I opened it up and the page I opened it up to <clears throat> was a letter from this man that just passed away that in 30 years I have never seen in that Bible. And we used to go to church with him. So I imagine he gave it to me one day and I stuck it in there and never thought another thing of it. <clears throat> but um, it was a, it was like a little wrapper, you know, it was like it had an inspirational Bible verse on one side. And then on the other, he had written a handwritten note. And it was, it was addressed to my ex-husband. And it was, it was more like, I want you to keep this um, always in your faith as you grow. Love, Dad. Something like that. And then you turned it over, and it was this Bible verse on, in times of adversity, please know you, you know, there's someone here. And it was very touching. And I was dumbfounded because I was like, okay, this was literally. I was open to receiving something from another realm. And because I opened myself up to it and I listened to it, I found it. 
And I was very grateful for that. And some people might say, well, that's just coincidence. No, that was not a coincidence whatsoever. That's a humanness. That's something no artificial intelligence could ever pick up. And at that moment, I was so grateful to be a spiritual human. A spirit in a human body. Yes. (laughs) And I read it and I got cold chills and I felt that man's presence. And it was like, please give this to my son. Yes. And and even though there's some, you know, he and I have moved on and forgiven one another for things, and, and but we're not close and never will be, but he is the father of my children. And I, I had a responsibility at this point, because this, this spirit trusted me with this message. And I, I, I texted him, and I sent him a picture of it, and I planned to mail it to him, but my point with what you were saying about keeping your field of energy open to the Akashic realm, these are the beautiful things about being human that I never want to be, re- not, it, it can't be replaced, but I never want it to go away. Exactly. I, yeah, I don't want humans, <laughs> I don't want humans to become something where that can't be touched. Right. And that is that is the reason, uh, Kathy, I'm basically, you know, the quantum human craft book that I'm writing is so that truly make people understand, right, that how incredibly powerful we are. Yeah. And speaking of speaking of the story, I wanted to share a little story like this. This was like year 2010 when I uh, went to this um, center of light place just to explore my, uh, you know, mystical and spiritual side of the things. And I learned about the house being 100 years old and almost have a ghost living in one of the room, right? So I want to share the story that I am, even though I'm very much aware of the other side, uh, but it's not like I go out of my way to embrace them because yeah. I'm still a human being who has, you know, like I'm in fear sure. inside of me sure. on what it's going to experience like, right? So it was one of those days where it was a nighttime and there's a room that has been said that it's haunted and it has ghosts in it. But I wanted to check myself out just because I want to, you know, a little bit empower myself, right? So I went completely alone upstairs at night and I go into that room just because I wanted to see what happens to me, right? And the interesting thing is, and I, I mean, it was not easy by any means, but I had to do that just to prove myself that I can experience that. And then I go in that room, I stay there for a few minutes, even though it was very scary because it was all dark and I know there is something's here, Right. And finally, you know, I got the, you know, I mean, I knew that I'm passing the test. I turned the switch on, right? And this room is uh, basically a library full of books. And as soon as I turned the light on, I see this book title that pretty much shines in front of me. And the name of the book was Fear Me Not. Oh, wow. Isn't it amazing, right? Yeah. So the communication occurs in the way that we can comprehend because, you right. know, Right. So there was there was all of these people basically were telling me, fear me not. And as soon as that happened, that room became my favorite room. And I had no fear going in there, knowingly that there are, uh, you know, ghost supposedly resides there based on right. everybody yeah. who knows about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's an interesting thing. And, I, and you know, I um, I like being human. <laughs> I just I like. I mean, I like the fact that, and and there's so much more to learn about being a human than to me, artificial intelligence. If we really dissect what it means to be human and the capabilities that just the human has, we can connect to these other fields and these other things within us. I mean, I think we in the 
form we are is perfect. It's perfect. So, and, and, and I don't mean that in a religious sort of way. I mean, we're at a place in this world and with, with the technology we have and the, the vast research that we can do, that if we focus more on the capabilities of the human without mm-hmm. altering it, Let's ex- let's examine it really on, on the on the all the different layers of, of what we are. Like, how can we age better without injections and and uh, artificial? How can we you know let's let's improve the air we breathe. Let's improve the food we eat. Let's improve the sleep we get. Let's improve the time we spend outdoors, you know, let's improve our connection to earth, our connection to, to the force of the stars, you know, the human things that got us here without abandoning the human and turning it into something else. The, the whole artificial or rea- the, the whole altered reality thing, ah, it kind of just leaves me fearful in a way but and and not in a way that I'm afraid to evolve or progress I'm afraid we're playing with something that we really don't understand will it be our destruction right so I think it goes back to the fact that what created the AI in the first place right so we wanted to make our life easy which is why we wanted to automate certain things and ultimately the AI came as an evolutionary product to make life easy for human beings. It's the ultimate intention, but not to the point where we start living in an iRobot world. You know, the iRobot was done by Isaac Asimov. And when he wrote the book, which is very impressive, by the way, he wrote the book in 1950, predicting the future that occurs in 2035. And that was depicted in the movie iRobot. And we are kind of sitting in 2022, going towards 2035. And it's very important right now, especially with Neuralink from Elon Musk and from all the things that we are kind of tapping into, just having the car, that self-driven car. My my son has a Tesla car, and he was telling me that how the Tesla car just parks itself. It drives without a driver. And people are looking at his car because they're like, there's no driver here because he can call the car from the you know parking lot and stuff like that. So they're already into this technology where we are, uh, you know, and, and so to me, that is where we need to think about. Like we're at the crossroad where, okay, we want AI to make our life easy, but not to make, to compromise our humanness. Right, right. Yeah, I, I can't, some of it I, I, I don't have a problem with. Like, you know, the advancement of, of mechanical technology Okay, you know that I, I think that's progress. But when you start changing the human and the concept of the human, when we, you know, I read some study that when um, young children put those those visual things on virtual reality virtual headsets. reality headsets, if you start putting those on them before a certain age, you screw up their perception. Period. Yes, hundred percent. And that's dangerous. That's dangerous. And, and think about what it's doing to a growing mind. Yeah, right? because you know, your, hippo, your hippocampus region is all about visualization, which is how you manifest, by the way. So if you are compromising or reprogramming it by looking at something through virtual reality headset, you're already training yourself that the only way you can feel what you feel or experience richness in life is by having to have this virtual reality headset on your, because that becomes your lifestyle. 
See, that's wrong. I just think that there's something about, and that's just my opinion. You know, if you know, if y'all enjoy that stuff, what you know, so be it. But when when you can't process the natural world because you've over processed yourself in an artificial world, you're 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 messing up your human existence. You know, I, I just I don't know. It all. Um, I think we need to focus on being more human. And actually living in the world we're in rather than creating all these altered universes where you, you know, I mean, you know, some of these little games they play, they, they go into these rooms and, and there's other people in the room from all over the world, right? So you can draw anybody you want in and you're creating this warped reality and and there's all sorts of things that can go on in these rooms. There can be people having sex in this room. They can, there can be shooting people in this room. And we wonder why we live in a world that we feel completely unsafe in. And there's tons of perversion and all sorts of, because people can go literally in their head and do all these things. And they think that's real. That is true. Not only that, not only that, there are games, by the way, and I had to actually throw one of the game away because my boys were thinking of playing. It's called Grand Theft Auto. And in that game, basically what happens, there's no moral, right? You can kill anybody. You can do whatever the hell you want. And to me, like, you know, when people start doing that in the game sense and they say it's just a game, it's okay to do that. It's not real life. But the thing is, you reprogram yourself that it's okay to do that. Well, you, you desensitize your moral values. Yeah, you desensitize yourself to the responsibilities of, of those actions, you know. And if you're not old enough to understand the responsibilities of those actions to begin with and you start infiltrating your mind with this stuff then no wonder we're in the mess we're in as a society today and these young boys are going in and doing you know mass shootings with innocent people because they've been doing this as they grew up in this reality that they've that that we've allowed to be created it's just a sticky subject and some people have a really strong opinion of it some people just aren't sure and then some people are completely for it and some are opposed to it but i think the responsibility is going to fall on the person and the parent um you know if if you do something like that and it feels off to you if it doesn't feel like this is good for my soul why would you keep doing it you know just because it's fun there's a lot of things are fun but that doesn't mean we should be doing it right also, right. And also, we want to redefine fun for people. I think the only reason people think that's the only way to have fun is because they haven't given themselves a chance to experience fun in other ways. Right. So that is the reason, right, that you want to truly create that opening for yourself to so start having fun by being human, by being in nature, by being with people you love and just have a fun that's more organic without having to depend on the technology, right, for to have right. fun. So right. I think it's, it's, a, it's a matter of like, let's give yourself that opportunity speaking of that so what i'm doing with my youngest son because he's so ingrained in this ai world is that i actually found out that there was a nature camp at the montesano for the children of his age right so i'm actually i completely committed him i'm going to take him drive him every day and take him there and that would be my recommendation is for especially younger generation and for parents or for guardians who are responsible for them is to take some initiative and giving them an exposure that they need so that they can truly see that there's life away all this and it can also be fun 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. So much more interesting. I mean, (laughs) but that's just to me so much more interesting. So we can expand on this in future podcasts. because really today we kind of touched on the spiritual side and a little bit of the physical. But like I said, this this is a very vast topic. This can really uh, we can go a lot deeper on this. Um, But I was wanting to ask you, do you feel that we are purposely being distracted away from spirituality and from from God, meaning nature in that as well. Yes, there, and there is a very strong reason because if you think about it, if we can all tap into our powerful humanness and we can all truly do what we want to do with our heart desire and we can create this Star Trek world where the money is not so, uh, you know, unbalanced among people and like, you know, I mean, there are people who are dying without food. That to me should not be happening in this no, world with where not. we are uh, in, in our evolution space, right? We're not living in 1400 years where people were killing each other. But when you look at it, we haven't really evolved much from that standpoint, which is a, which is kind of the main reason is because we are deliberately being kind of distracted by the illusion that we see around us. And if we don't take responsibility for our humanness right now, this is, this is going to keep on going where it's headed. So if you want to truly make an effect, a positive effect, where we can all claim our humanness, do what we need to do, and we can all work together, then, my God, we can truly create a heaven on earth. Yeah. So I think that is the reason we are being distracted, because we are so powerful. Right. We, yeah, I, I think so, too. The, and, but the problem in there lies is the ones that are the most powerful right now are making the most money off of our distractions. Um, and, and that therein lies the problem. And it's going to take conscious effort That's, from every single person on this planet to get their head out of their ass and out of their phone and off of the Internet and <laughs> all of those other things that are distracting us. But um, we got to pull our head out of the sand, man. You know, and I, I do, too. You know, I don't I may not play video games or, you know, go into these altered realities and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But, you know, I, there's things I can do. I, I don't need to be on social media as much as I am. And I'm, I'm making improvements there. But it's it's a conscious thing. You have to, like, catch yourself. That exactly. And you know what? One thing I want to say, Kathy, because we're a human being and we don't need to be too hard on ourselves. Right. So just like you have a tiramisu, which is my favorite dessert. No, uh, so like, <laughs> right. Just like you have a tiramisu because you want to really experience that amazing feeling. You can have a virtual reality headset if you want to feel something and it's OK. But the thing is, just do it with consciousness. Do it where like you can have a tiramisu, like a one piece and not the whole, uh, you know, cake, right? I mean, it's right. like, that's where you draw the boundary. You can have a glass of wine. Why not? But not like you are having a wine like three times a day, every day, right? right. So it's all about the, the conscious uh, way moderation. to give yourself a little bit here and there. Yeah, moderation. Moderation in all things and moderation with moderation, right? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I'm not totally against <laughs> the technology. I just, um, I, I think no, I think people aren't consciously aware of the effect it's having. And I think they need to wake up to that. So, yes. all right. I think we did a good one. Uh, I have so much more to say, but uh, <laughs> I really do. But we'll do this one again, and maybe we'll get more into the actual human, like the body itself and and how it's changing into less flesh, less natural flesh and a lot of other things too. So, all right. Do you have anything else to add before we close? 
I guess um, my recommendation for everyone who is in this crossroad, which we all are at this point, is to truly uh, start creating some daily habit in your life where you consciously unplug yourself from the matrix and from this, uh, you know, artificial intelligence mechanism of keeping you in the illusion and do whatever it takes. If nothing else, just go outside in your yard or backyard or anywhere and just say hi to the central sun and just kind of be there for as long as you could be and feel your human um, body. Right. And feel connected to that. Feel connected to this, this real reality. Feel that. All right. Thank you, Shanaz, as always. I appreciate it. This was a good one. Thank you. All right, everybody, as usual, check out our personal things. Shanaz has her website. Check it out. I'll hashtag it on here. Uh, I started a new yoga channel on YouTube, Yoga with Kathy Lighton. Go ahead and subscribe. But to this podcast, subscribe, like, share, and download. All right. Everybody, thank you so much for your time. I hope you have a beautiful human day. (laughs) Namaste. Thank Thank you.